Alright everyone, it's time for a little bonus action here on the Tri-State Sports Beat. You can follow us, if you don't already, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at TSSB Pod. What's going on everybody? Nick here, of course. And uh, I know lately we've been talking a lot about Major League Baseball. We came out with a new episode a couple days uh, yesterday about the whole Jamal Adams versus the Jets situation. If you didn't already tune into that, make sure you turn tune into that. Um, that is our full hour, about hour and a half so episode, but I'm on here talking some bonus content today. It's not baseball related. It's not Jets related. We're talking about the New York Knicks actually a little bit today, and I haven't touched upon this really at all since basketball stopped because of the whole COVID-19 pandemic since they came to a pause. I know the league is really in question whether where when how it's going to come back since reports came out earlier probably about or so a month ago that they were definitely coming back questions still up in the air but we'll see what happens as the weeks go on but i'm here to talk about my beloved new york knicks beloved and hated at times and their ongoing search for their next head coach uh recently team president leon rose has been in the news you know past couple weeks been hiring executives, hiring guys under his staff to help him and general manager Scott Perry really right the ship of the New York Knicks that has been sinking for damn near 20 years, if not more, under the leadership of James Dolan. You all know how I feel about James Dolan, but I'm here to talk about some skepticism, some optimism around these head coaching candidates for the New York Knicks. So I guess I'll start at the top. I'll start with the favorite to really land this job, and that's former Chicago Bulls and Minnesota Timberwolves head coach Tom Thibodeau. Was a former assistant for the New York Knicks back in the day when he started his coaching career. Uh, we all know Thibodeau spent five seasons in Chicago when 20, 255 and 139 was the 2010-2011 NBA Coach of the Year. Coached guys like Derek Rose to an MVP season in 2011, you know, brought out the best in guys like Joakim Noah and Luol Deng, Carlos Boozer, the later years of his career, um, was really able to make do a lot in Chicago when he was the head coach of the Bulls for five seasons. He was ultimately fired after five seasons and went to Minnesota, was given all the keys to the castle, general manager duties, president of basketball operations duties, as well as being the head coach. Didn't end up working out. He went 97 and 107 in Minnesota. Didn't end up working out. Hasn't been employed in the NBA since. So my thing on Tom Thibodeau is this. You know, he's the front runner for this job. He has been since the Knicks have, you know, been looking for a head coach. His name has always been in the news, has always been, you know, rumored around to come to the Knicks since they fired David Fisdale and named Mike Miller the interim head coach. Um Tom Thibodeau, over the years, he showed that, you know, he can win with young talent. You know, going back to 2010-2011 season, developed a young Derrick Rose, definitely helped a young Derrick Rose, you know, being a first-round pick out of Memphis, uh, you know, really develop into an all-star MVP caliber player. We also know what happened to Derrick Rose down the road. Didn't quite work out in Chicago long-term. But also names, like I mentioned before, Joakim Noah, Taj Gibson, who is a familiar name on this Knicks roster. You know, they had playoff success in Chicago, and, you know, those players that I just named amongst others had all-star seasons. 
And like I mentioned before, Derrick Rose won the league MVP with Tom Thibodeau as the head coach. But Thibodeau is really known for his defensive mentality and it's an intense one. You know, those Bulls teams played really tough defense. They weren't the most talented teams offensively, but they were a pain in the neck defensively. Um, players will play hard defense and on a Tom Thibodeau coach team. But here are my concerns. You know, if Tom Thibodeau were to come to the Knicks, become the head coach, he will not have that one, two, go-to guy on offense like a Derrick Rose in Chicago, like a Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota for that brief time. Um, you know, he's obviously shown that he cannot handle both the head coaching duties and the executive duties, you know, which was ultimately his downfall in Minnesota. Coming to the Knicks, he won't have to deal with that. He will be full, 100% have to deal with coaching. He won't have to deal with executive decisions. I'm sure he will be included in those decisions if hired by the Knicks. You know, as far as player personnel goes and all that stuff. But we're going to leave that up to Leon Rose and Scott Perry, along with the rest of the Knicks front office that is currently being assembled. But, you know, a negative thing about Thibodeau is that he's been said to be intense and maybe rub guys the wrong way and really brings an old school type mentality to, you know, you know, when you coach in the 90s you get that you have that mantra around you defense you know tough defense crash the boards and, and play intensely Tom Thibodeau is still one of those guys in the league and it's a rare thing to find nowadays in 2020 in the current day NBA so that kind of coaching nowadays rubs players the wrong way you know players have bigger egos than they ever did before so that definitely plays a part in it me personally, I like the old school mentality. The Knicks were somewhat successful in the 90s. You know, the NBA Finals run in 1994, 1999 in the shortened NBA season. Um, they had some memorable moments in the 90s. So the Knicks teams in the 90s were probably one of the more memorable eras of the Knicks franchise. Um, I personally like the old school mentality, but... I also think that players have to be able to relate to your coach now as well. The role of an NBA head coach has diminished, to say the least, within the past 10 or 20 so years. Um, NBA coaches seem to not be as important because the players run the show in the NBA. That is no, there's no way that you can ignore that. But my biggest concern with Thibodeau is, can he relate to the players, the young players on this team? And... Can he coach a team that doesn't have a go-to number one guy? Now, can one of those guys on the Knicks eventually become that? Maybe. Maybe R.J. Barrett can become that. Maybe Mitchell Robinson can become that. Um, who knows? But this is going to take time. Another name that popped up is former Knicks head coach Mike Woodson. You know, Woodson started his coaching career in Atlanta. He spent six seasons there. He went 206 and 286. Not very, you know, when you look at it on paper, it doesn't look fantastic. But Mike Woodson did very good things with Atlanta when they were a young team at the time. He joins Mike D'Antoni's staff with the Knicks. D'Antoni gets fired, and Mike Woodson takes over. Of course, they was the coach of the Knicks in that 54-win regular season in 2013 when he took over for D'Antoni and, you know, led the Knicks to probably their best season to date. So, 
And this was a name I'm pleasantly surprised that did come up. Um, I don't think the Knicks should have fired Mike Woodson back in, you know, after the 2014 season, because, you know, that's when the almighty Zen master Phil Jackson came to town. And we all know how that went. You all know how I feel about that. But here's the thing about Woodson. He is a good coach. He has been an assistant in with the Clippers, I believe, the past couple seasons with Doc Rivers. So I think Mike Woodson deserves another chance at a head coaching gig, you know, and again, the question is, can he bring the best out of young talent? Did it in Atlanta, but we have to remember as well, that was 10 years ago. The NBA is a completely different game than it was 10 years ago. Um, Woodson as well, the thing is, he's used to having, especially with the Knicks when he was there, having a huge veteran presence. And that team in 2013, you had Mello, Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire, Raymond Felton, Steve Novak. Yes, you had a young Jeremy Lin, and he was successful. But when you put him on the court with Mello, it just didn't work out. It was obvious. Um, I do have questions whether Mike D'Antoni can... I mean, I'm sorry, Mike Woodson can develop young talent such as R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson... And whoever they end up drafting with these two first-round picks they have this year. But Woodson is a good head coach, and I would really like to see him back. He's not my favorite, but he's definitely up there. The guy that is my favorite, and the guy that I want the Knicks to hire, just because it makes almost too much sense for them to hire, is former Nets coach, we know him well, Kenny Atkinson. So, four seasons with the Nets... 118, 190. Again, doesn't look great on the stat sheet, but we look at all the seasons Kenny Ak or the four seasons Kenny Atkinson coached the Nets. 2016, 2017, they went 20 and 62. Okay, bad first year, rookie head coach, very young team. The next year after that, they improved by eight wins. They went 28 and 54. Still not great, but improvement. A little bit room for opt optimism. 2018-2019, the magical run with D'Angelo Russell and the, and the crew, they go 42-40 and 40 and they sneak into the playoffs. A very exciting team to watch at the end of the year at that point. Um, and then this past year, 28-34, and 34, didn't even get to finish the full season with about 20 games to go. Um, my thing about Kenny Atkinson is that this guy shouldn't even be available. You know, because we should, you know, he should have never been fired in the first place. That's just, I'm, you know... Scott, we've seen how Scott has reacted to the Kenny Atkinson fire. I'm pretty sure he's on the same boat as I am. Kenny Atkinson should have never been let out of Brooklyn. Um, you know, this guy increased the Nets' win total, you know, each of his first three years. Fired after 62 games this year. And here, and the kicker is, continues to be, and I still don't understand it, he didn't get the chance to coach KD and Kyrie together. And it was well known that KD came to Brooklyn you know, a part in that was because of Kenny Atkinson. So the thing with Atkinson is, and I know Nick fans are going to scream and yell when they hear this, but Kenny Atkinson is known for taking time to develop these guys. And it has showed. D'Angelo Russell, the best example. What happened in LA, wasn't trusted with his teammates. Ultimately, he, you know, he had to get out of there. Comes to the Nets with everything in the world to prove and he does that he has a great season an all-star caliber season 
you know, one of the more memorable runs of the, you know, in 2019 and that whole season. Played outstanding. And if you ask me, he carried the Nets to the playoffs. In addition, otherwise, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, all these guys are under Kenny Atkins' tutelage. And it seemed like a fantastic fit there in Brooklyn. He was unfairly fired, if you ask me. He, you know, he didn't get the chance to show his true coaching abilities. We know that he can develop young talent. But what happens when he has a full assembled team with KD and Kyrie and uh, in addition to all these young guys, we didn't get to see what Kenny Atkinson can actually do as a coach and not just a player developer. I want to be able to see that. I really do. And he would step in to the Knicks and focus on developing first, playing these young guys, giving them more opportunities, because I've been preaching about that. I've been yelling at Mike Miller, you need to start Mitchell Robinson and get him starting minutes enough with playing Taj Gibson there's no reason Taj Gibson should even be on this team come next season no matter how it's going to square out no matter how many games we're going to have no matter if there's fans in the stands Taj Gibson does not be on this team he does not have to be on this team but it's you know Kenny Atkinson is my favorite you know, this is the guy that I want for the Knicks because it almost makes too much sense. Young, talented roster, a coach that has proven to develop young guys, even before in Brooklyn. He was in Atlanta, I believe. Was able to help with that process. In addition to these three head coaching candidates I just talked about, the Knicks will also interview Sixers assistant Ime Udoka, Magic assistant Pat Delaney, Spurs assistant Will Hardy, Mavericks assistant Jamal Mosley, Warriors assistant Mike Brown. They've already interviewed for this head coaching job. Jason Kidd has also been interviewed for the job. Former, you know, legendary uh, New Jersey Net, um, Dallas Maverick uh, was the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks for a little bit, and Becky Hammond has also been rumored name as well around the Knicks. So here's my conclusion around the whole coaching situation for the Knicks. Besides the obvious, it has to be the right guy. All the three, the three, I'll focus mainly on the three guys I discussed in detail. Thibodeau, Woodson, Atkinson. All three are legitimate candidates, but have their positives, have their negatives like anybody else. All three have at one point had coaching stints with the Knicks. You know, whether they're whether in Thibodeau and Atkinson's case, they've been assistants as well as Woodson, but was ultimately ascended to head coach because of the, you know, firing Mike D'Antoni. The key with all three of these guys is patience. I'm going to say this again. Patience, Knicks fans. It's a word we hate. You know, I I hear it a lot with more than my teams than just the Knicks. I hear it with the Jets. I hear it with the Devils. You know, I hear it. I totally understand. But this is the way to do it. This team is very young. They're getting even younger. And not to mention they have the Knicks have two first round picks this year. You know, and a new leadership under Leon Rose coming in and Scott Perry is still here. I would really like to see what Scott Perry can really do as a GM because as far as I'm concerned, the the poor guy didn't even get to do his job. He was praised coming in from Sacramento that this was a great choice for the Knicks and I don't think he even really got to display what he can fully do because, you know, Steve Mills was here. 
But this next head coach, no matter who it is, is going to need time. And I'm not just saying one year, two years. We need multiple seasons. Now, I know it's been quite a couple years already. But when you turn over a franchise, new new executives, new president, you know, same general manager, but everything else is new. A new head coach is coming in here. A culture change is going to happen, and it takes time to get the Knicks onto the right path. The Knicks are headed there with these young players, these young promising guys that they have with a mix of veterans that are unproven, Julius Randle in particular, who maybe can be a part of this team for the future, but we don't know yet. But at the same time as well, don't count out these young assistants like Ime Udoka, Delaney, Hardy, and, you know, all three of these guys, especially I've heard Ime Udoka's name a lot and Will Hardy from the Spurs, very well respected around the league. But here's the thing. It would be very hard as a Knicks fan, me personally, and I I can't speak for all Knicks fans, but it would be very hard for Leon Rose and the rest of Knicks management to sell the fan base on a young assistant coach who we really don't know anything about. That's just the way it is. My top candidate is Kenny Atkinson. I made that very clear. But if I were to predict right now where the Knicks are headed... All signs and arrows point to Tom Thibodeau. All of them. He's the more experienced guy, very well respected around the league. People have been up in arms about why this guy doesn't have a job, even though there are reasons why he doesn't. You know, there is support for Kenny Atkinson in the building. You know, I'm not in Madison Square Garden, but I guarantee you there are a lot of Nick fans out there like myself that would love to see Kenny Atkinson, you know, man the sidelines of Madison Square Garden. I think it makes the most sense for the Knicks, the development of young players, and who knows, maybe the Knicks can actually strike some kind of a star and cast a magic spell over them so maybe they can come here and maybe they can start contending. This whole thing, whenever any of my teams goes through a new regime change, new change of the guard, new general manager, new president, new new, uh, head coach... I get excited, but also very nervous because this is a a new start to the uh, you know an era with the Knicks. This is a completely new start. Same guys are still here. There are a lot of question marks around some guys. Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, you know, there are question marks around some players. Some of these young guys that are on this team, but the Knicks have the privilege of being able to bring in a new regime and get a plan going. Leon Rose says he wants to get a new head coach in here by the end of July. I hope hopefully that's sooner because the Knicks need to get to work on this draft because they have to hit this draft out of the park. I don't know many. I don't know a lot of the upcoming NBA draft prospects. I'm not we, we don't really cover the NBA draft as much as we do per se the NFL draft. Not as into it, but they're very talented players, and the Knicks have two first-round picks. They need to get those two picks right and add two potential star players to this young roster who's only going to get younger 
alongside Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Frank Nielakina, if he wants to be a part of it, if he's going to be a part of it, who knows, amongst others. I'm excited but nervous as a Knicks fan to start a new era because this could shape the franchise for the next 10 years. We don't know. We will see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for all of our content coming up. Um, Tune into episode number 113 if you haven't already. We cover the Jamal Adams saga with the New York Jets. That's got me frustrated up to no good. Uh, They just got up. I mean, Jamal Adams is acting selfish, but uh, I'm not going to talk about it on here. But tune into that episode if you want to hear all three of us react and analyze the Jamal Adams situation along with the Jets. And uh, yeah, that's it for us, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.